0: This week, in which is Parashas of and Shabbos in the Haftaira of this week's Parashah, which is the first parak in Yeshaya, it's a very harsh rebuke of Kala we find an interesting exchange between Kala and Hashem, and the Gemara comments on it. Kala Yisrael says that, If not that Hashem left us a remnant, We would be almost like Sadaim, or we would be compared to Amaira. which is that Kala is bemoaning the level of destruction, that befell them by the carbon, and it was so intense and all-encompassing that it seemed like there was almost nothing left of what Klai Yisrael was. The devastation in their mind was comparable to the way Sadaim and Amira were destroyed and razed to the ground without a trace, without a remnant. But here they praise Hashem: "You left us a little bit. You had mercy on us. We're almost a ba- as bad as them, but we're not quite as bad." But then the pasuk continues with Hashem's reply. Shimudvar Hashem Sadaim. Listen to the word of Hashem, lords of Sadaim. Hazinu Listen to Hashem's Tara, Am Amara, nation of Amara. So, that this, which is the opening statement for the rebuke that follows, Hashem takes our reference to Sadaim and Amara and turns it against us. Like we were talking about the level of destruction of the cities and the populace. And Hashem uses it to define us, our character, our actions, comparing us to the people of Sadaim and Amara. We were talking about the place. The cities were raised, and Hashem says, you think you're comparable to Sadei and you, Indeed you are. You're comparable to the people of Sadei and Meir. So the Gemara notes this and learns a lesson from here. The Gemara in Brachas is talking about a person who just lost a close relative and is about to begin the funeral. And the people who are with him, they're permitted to dab in because you know they're not uh, they're, they haven't lost anybody, but he can't because he's an einan, Someone who's just lost a uh, close relative is not allowed to do anything until the body is buried. So what does he do? So the Gemara says he should say the following prayer. He should justify Hashem's judgment and say, Lord of the world, I have sinned greatly in front of you. And you haven't uh you haven't paid paid up, I haven't paid up with this. Even one thousandths of what um I deserve. Heroatsumakasham so of therefore should be your will asham, Shigder Pritzainu, you should um you should close up the breach, In other there is you should fix the destruction of Pritzis Kalamphon Basisral and should heal the destruction of Old Kali Israel, Barachim with mercy. So it seems that it's a very wonderful Tvila, it's humble, it's honest, it's repentant, but anyway, the one says no. You shouldn't say that you're worthy of being punished a thousand times more than you, what just happened. Why? The Gemara says, You don't open your mouth and say things that the Satan, the, the you know the angel, the malach in charge of prosecution, can utilize against you. And to this, the Gemara quotes our Pasuk. Rav Yaisa says that since Klai Yisrael compared themselves to Sadaim and Amira, so the Pasuk goes ahead and truly compares them to the people of Sadaim and Amira. Through the fact that they were Paseyach people of Saddam, they compared themselves to Saddam and Amir, they used that reference that caused a judgment against them, that caused it to become worse. And Hashem actually compared them to the people of Saddam and Amir. They shouldn't have utilized that comparison. It was a negative, a self-deprecating reflection on themselves, and it caused more harm. But the question is that aren't we meant to be honest and recognize that we've sinned and, and we have to improve? I mean, isn't that what we do all Yom Kippur throughout Slichus? We talk about how unworthy we are, how unfit we are to stand before Hashem, and how many ways we have sinned. We list our various. So what, what's wrong here? What, what, what is amiss? And, and Klyisrael really, in the process of bemoaning their fate was really praising Hashem's mercy, that he left them a little bit over. So they weren't actually compar- comparable to Sodom and Amara. So why would they be held ac- accountable when they're praising Hashem? But there's a very significant difference between acknowledging a shortcoming, knowing the need to improve, and even taking the blame, and between the self-deprecating behavior that Klai Yisrael were exhibiting here. Because what was unique about Saddam and Amir, what was unique about them was that they were irredeemable. They were a lost case, hopeless. There was no other recourse for them other than total destruction. And what happened to them was historic and unparalleled. Because other nations have suffered downfall, but there were always survivors, there's something left, some remnant, something salvageable. Saddam and Amir needed to be exterminated in totality. So if a person says, Hashem, you have exacted punishment for my sin, and I'm deserving of a thousand times more, what is he saying? In essence, he's saying that he can't or won't do tshuva, because Hashem accepts tshuva. And if a person changes, not only won't he get punished, but he'll be rewarded for the effort it took to change from bad to good. And the whole process will end up being favorable for him. Why would he say that there's a balance of punishment waiting to be paid out? That implies that he's given up on changing and repenting and becoming a different person. And that's a very negative view of oneself. And that can cause tremendous harm to any person who thinks like that. And in Shemayim as well, these words aren't taken lightly. So Klai Yisrael, although they're praising Hashem for having mercy on them... They were essentially saying that their destruction was nearly as complete as to- and as total as Sodom and Amira. They used that comparison because they were thinking of themselves in those terms. They were despondent about their condition and state of Avedis Hashem, and they found themselves almost as hopeless as Sodom. And just Hashem had on them a little extra mercy, and it gave them a little bit of an extension. But they, it implied that they felt they were hopeless, and they couldn't expect a change that would change Hashem's attitude towards them. So at that point, Hashem addresses them and says, listen, if you're thinking like that, you truly are comparable to the leaders of of the nation of Sodom and Amara. Why did they fail so utterly? Because of that reason, because they didn't think they could change. They were so far gone that it actually was unfixable. Don't adopt their way of thinking. So what does Hashem say next? Hashem says, listen to my Torah. What Torah does Hashem teach? Hashem tells them exactly how to do tshuva. And though it's expressed in very harsh terms, it's actually a a message of hope. Hashem says, don't bother bringing multitude of karbanis. don't schlep out to the base of Mikdash, don't spend a lot of money on Shantiv and Shabbos, don't stand and daven all day and night. None of those things are necessary. And they won't cause the change either. You know what will? Change yourselves. Be honest, be kind, look out for people who are less fortunate, support justice and righteousness. And they don't cost money, those things. They don't require extreme radical behavior. Just be righteous. And to that, after that whole paragraph, Hashem says, a very famous pasik, a pasik we say a few times over the course of Yamniin. The Hashem. Hashem says, "Let's debate this." If, even if your sins will be as red and severely evil like red string, they'll become as white as snow. They're as red as this worm. They'll be white like wool. And that's the message. Don't give up on yourselves. Don't think you can't change and it's hopeless. You're not like and Amira, unless you think that you are. Let's fight this out. Hashem says I guarantee you that your most evil sins will become as white as snow, meaning they won't only become... Uh, you know, gone, they'll exist as white as snow. They themselves will become source of merit. The change process will bring you to a much greater place where you have been previously. So the, the message that Hashem is telling klaus Yisrael is that if you compare yourself to Saddam Amira, then you will become like Sudaim Benamir. And that is the key. I'll debate this with you. You can do tshuva, and you can change. And that's why you're not like Sudaim Amira. Have a Good night, and a wonderful Shabbos, and an easy fast, and a meaningful meaningful B'Av.